encourage you to consume those. They are delicious. Uh, worship. We continue with our mission and service theme uh, today by talking about Relay for Life. Uh, Harriet Johnson is one of your own, and Harriet is uh, um, uh, going to talk about that and, and put the website up on the screen and explain every opportunity that you have to help with uh, American Cancer Society and Relay for Life, and the scripture and sermon are based around that theme as well. Um, throughout the next two months, we'll have an outside agency uh, that we are celebrating and supporting and finding out uh, more about so that we can... Um, it's, it's fun to be here and to do stuff that's here in Memorial, but it, uh, uh, my ultimate goal is uh, to get you out in the community as much as humanly possible. Um, we have a special guest today, and Leanna Morris uh, is going to introduce him. Good morning, my name is Leanna Morris. I'm the Interim Director of Children's Ministries here at Memorial. Um, the past two weeks, I have been talking about a very special guest that's here with us this morning. He's gonna be sharing in the 10 o'clock service, um, Bishop Mushtag. He's from Pakistan. He started the church that you all helped me fund back in 2013, and I'm so excited to have him here with us this morning. And I just have one more quick announcement. I have my VBS sign-up sheet in the back. Um, if you would like to volunteer or if you'd like to sign up your child for VBS, I would love to have them. It's June 12th, that Sunday night. It starts, and I'm very excited about it, and I think it's going to be lots of fun. Thank you. Bishop is going to speak to us in the 10 o'clock hour, so I encourage you to stay. And if you're not going to stay because you have an obligation, I encourage you not to put your chairs up. Leave your chairs out um, because we're going to have a uh, um, presentation during the 10 o'clock Sunday school hour. Confirmation at Lake Junaluska was perfect. The kids were behaved uh, just a 10 out of 10. I thought the leaders were great and uh, gave us thoughtful information. Um, and uh, uh, Confirmation Sunday will be May 22nd. Uh, we'll not meet in the next couple weeks with Confirmation, but we will be going uh, to a uh, uh, Jewish synagogue uh, to celebrate their worship service on a Saturday night between now and then and uh, have a couple more activities where they learn more about the church here at Memorial. So if you'll pray for the confirmation classes they get. We won't be meeting today, but I encourage the class to uh, stay for our guest. Um, I believe that's it. So let's begin our worship service. Please stand and sing with us. I will live my 
God for giving us the uh, awesome ability to be able to come here and worship you this morning. I pray that through the songs and through Joe and through everyone who's speaking this morning, the bishop, uh, that you, uh, Lord, that you would speak, um, that we would hear from you, and that our hearts would be open to hear what you have to say. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen.
I will tell you what, you can just do this. Good morning. How are you all this morning? Yeah. Today, we are talking about walking. Do you all like to walk? How long do you all like to walk? Not far. Not very far. That's right. If we're walking to something really cool, maybe that's fun. Like if we're going to walk to get ice cream. What if we're going to walk to an amusement park? What if we're walking to the dentist? Do we want to walk a long way to the dentist? No. Mm -mm, no. It all depends. Our attitude and our energy depend on how excited we are and whether we are willing to walk or not. Miss Harriet today is going to talk about walking for people who aren't feeling well, and we're trying to get them uh, great doctors to help them. Do you know how long the people walk? Do you know how many days, how many hours there are in a day? 24 hours. They walk all day. Now they take turns and they take breaks, but they're walking all day and they're raising money to help people who are sick. So would you be willing to walk to help someone else? I think that a lot of people would. And so we're going to hear about that today. And I want you to always remember there are ways that you can help people that you have no idea how much it'll help them, just a little, just a little effort. Um, and in this case, uh, that might be walking. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to serve people in our community. And we thank you for the people who help us when we're not feeling well, when we're sick. And we ask that you help us when we notice people who aren't feeling well to do our very best uh, to help them in your name. Amen.
Good morning. I am very pleased to be here this morning to talk to you about something that's precious to me and precious to Memorial because Memorial has supported the American Cancer Society and Relay for Life for many years. Since 1946, the American Cancer Society has been fighting cancer. And through generous contributors like yourselves, the Cancer Society funds research and funds programs and services for cancer treatment patients, and those services are free to them. So what we do as fundraisers is extremely important. We know that the research is saving lives. We know that it is improving patient care. And so we continue to give. And walking has become part of that giving. 1.5 million lives have been saved in the last 20 years for, with the research that's being done. There are 765 patients in Greenville alone last year that received the benefits of the American Cancer Society. Relay for Life is one of the ways that you can volunteer and one of the ways that you can support the American Cancer Society. But there are other ways that you can volunteer that I wanted to make you aware of this morning. Did you know that you could volunteer to drive patients to and from their treatment sessions? This is called Road to Recovery. All you have to do is call the ACS office and say, I can drive and I will. Did you know that as a breast cancer survivor that you can meet one-on-one -on -one with a newly diagnosed patient to offer comfort and encouragement? This is reach toward recovery. Did you know that as a cosmetologist, you could lead a workshop in training patients in ways to improve the care of their physical appearance, their hair, their makeup during treatment. And this is called the Look Good, Feel Good program. In other ways, you can be a part of a support group for patients as well as caregivers. And in the work that I've done and what I've seen, I feel so much for caregivers. I feel the passion for the patients, but when you um, are there with that patient on a daily basis, I'm not used to a microphone, I get my big voice, I need to back up a little bit. Um, you can uh, offer this, comfort, this training for the caregivers as well. And then you can volunteer in the American Cancer Society office. You can answer the phone. You could help uh, package, um, put together packages for meetings. You could write thank you notes. So there are so many ways that you can reach out and uh, do for the American Cancer Society. Relay for Life is probably our favorite way of helping because we get to have fun while we're walking, but we can see the effects and the encouragement that it offers to cancer patients. I will um, 
maybe this is maybe these are words of encouragement for the Greer relay which is May the 13th we'll only be walking for six hours um, we've modified a bit according to the needs and wants of the community but we still want you there we will have sign-up sheets available in the uh, next week for you to say, okay, I'm going to come and stay from 6 to 12, but I will be sure that I'm on the track from 8.30 to 9 or 8.30 to 9.30. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to walk for six hours and see what I can do. Um, we will be there to celebrate cancer survivors. There are several ceremonies during the night, and I just feel like that survivor lap is one of the most impressive because these, um, these folks, former cancer patients or in treatment patients, are determined to walk that lap. And for Memorial to have a team on the side sidelines cheering them on is heartwarming. We can remember our loved ones through the luminary lap. Um, You'll see in the bulletin in the next few weeks an opportunity to donate for a luminary bag, and this is what we're referring to, a white bag with the um, loved one's name in honor of or in memory of are set along the track with candles inside. They're all lighted, and to see the luminary bags lit for the people that we have loved and do love is awe-inspiring for the cancer patients as well as those of us who are there to support those patients. We can also during that time fight back. We offer hope for a cure, we offer prayers for a cure, but we can also offer our donations. You make a donation to have the luminary bag. You can come out that night and buy food. Um, we always have good food. And um, that, those contributions are given to the Cancer Society 100%. Um, I forgot what I was going to say next, um, which is not unusual either. So, watch the bulletin. The date is May the 13th from 6 to 12 at Dooley Field, the high school football stadium. Um, if you'd like to come out earlier and help set up, Memorial will have a tent. We're on the side across from the stage. The large survivor tent um, is at the left-hand side of the stadium. You will, if you are a survivor and we have your name, you should be receiving an invitation to a reception and it'll give you the times for everything that will be taking place. Your donations make the American Cancer Society possible. Your presence as a volunteer encourages patients as well as caregivers. And your prayers remind God that we cancer patients, caregivers, and volunteers need his loving embrace. Thank you. Thank you, Harriet.
So you'll hear from different people uh, for the, these eight weeks. And my intention is it's not likely that you're going to go uh, head over heels into eight separate things in addition to the things that you were doing in your life. But I think it's very likely that there will be something in these eight weeks that you go, wow, I didn't realize that was a thing, and I would like to participate. And uh, mission and service is going to be something we truly focus on uh, here at Memorial. It's important. It's what Jesus did, and um, it's what we're going to do as well. So let's look at our, our prayer concerns this morning are uh, Terry Hajima's health issues, prayer for Francis following a stroke, and for Greg Foster. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Greg traveled this week, uh, travels a good bit, and while he was in New upstate New York, um, he had uh, fluid on his heart. It's very frightening at the time, uh, but he's okay now, and um, hopefully, I believe he's flying home today. Um, if you'll um, check on them, Greg's, um, Greg and Rochelle give so much to us, and uh, if you can um, check on them and let them know uh, how much you love them. Let's pray uh, together. Lord, we reach out to you with our joys, with our concerns, with our pain, with our sorrow, with our laughter, because we know that you're listening. We know that you uh, want us to lead a full life in your name. That you can't protect us. We'll get ill. We'll be ill in the short term. We'll be ill in the long term. We'll get better. Sometimes we won't. But in the midst of all of that, you will be present with us. Inspire us each this morning, Lord, as we recognize someone in our midst that's not well for any term, for any reason, to let them know that while we may not be able to um, help them feel better immediately, we care for them deeply because you first cared for us. Inspire us with the text this morning, Lord, as we read of um, your provision, your love, your opportunity presented to the people of Israel. Teach us with the prayer your son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So when I was looking for a text that I thought would capture the Relay for Life, the thing that stuck out to me was Deuteronomy 31. It's near the completion of the wandering that the people have had in the desert. And they are right on the edge of going into the promised land. The scripture reads, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I'm now 120 years old, and I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. So here's the first thing I want you to notice. We're crossing over water again. You remember the first time they crossed over water? Pretty big deal. Right before they crossed over the water, do you remember what they said about Moses? 
Oh, so you wanted us all to die. You just wanted to kill all of us, so you gave us a dream that we were going to be free, then brought us here where we'd be pinned in by the mountains, this army chasing us, and this body of water across from us. Thanks. Then all of a sudden, they cross over the water. All of a sudden, the water is parted, and they're able to go into the desert. When they go into the desert and they get a little thirsty, what do they say about Moses? Oh, so you brought us out here to die. Just to die of thirst with no plan, no purpose. I don't even know what we're doing out here. When Moses goes up and gets the Ten Commandments and has a um, mountaintop experience and comes down with the Ten Commandments, what are the people doing while he's up there? Oh, so you've left us here. I guess it's this other God that brought us out here. How about we all make a new monument to this other God so that we can worship it? But now they're right on the edge, and they've got one more body of water to go. And Moses says, I'm leaving. Now, it wouldn't be the same people as the beginning, but definitely relatives of the people who said, oh, you brought us out here to die. Oh, you brought us out here to die. Oh, you've left us alone. And he says, I'm going to have to go. What do you think they said? Oh, wait, don't go. Hold on, hold on. You're the thing that we know. Don't leave us. I want to show you a couple things. I knew the light would monkey with it. I thought, let's look at a, um, a couple images. One is, uh, this is a children's version of Moses parting the water. If you go home and you Google it, you'll see that um, there's a crab here that's very excited down there on the bottom. He, he's feeling it. He likes it. The lamb, I think, is excited. The donkey, I don't know how excited the donkey is. And um, the ge gecko, what is that thing? Chameleon? Chameleon, gecko, any other choices? He's definitely not into it. He's not feeling it. Um, and, of course, the people are thinking, ah, oh, well... There's a way, but do we want to go that way? I don't know. Let me show you another image that I'm sure the light's going to monkey with. Yeah. All right, so that's a sunset across the Ashley River. You know what the perspective is? It's from the Citadel campus. So as a knob, freshman at the Citadel, who I, it was my, completely my choice to go there. No one pressured me to go there. I would occasionally look across the Ashley River and think, if only I could be on the other side. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing over there? They're probably just watching TV. They're probably just eating something. I wonder what time they wake up on the other side. Wouldn't that be amazing? There's something about a beautiful body of water with a cool land across from it, but what are we going to do about it? Moses says, um, I'm not going to go with you, but you're going to go. And God is going to go with you. Scripture continues. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And the Lord will do to them what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. So I want you to have three names in your mind. Sion, Og, and Pharaoh. These are three powerful, intimidating rulers on different levels. Uh, Pharaoh probably had the most land, the most army. Og is supposed to be a giant on a scale much larger, larger than Goliath. In fact, you can Google Og's bed. Go home and Google that, and you'll see how big his bed was. They'll put a um, six-foot man up against the bed that he had, and I would think, God, that bed would be amazing. I could stretch out. And Kay's like, yeah, you stretch out anyway, even though we don't have this enormous bed. Enormous man who was very intimidating, who had an army that wanted to end them. And so, number one, they had a nation that didn't want to release them. Number two, they had water in their way. Number three, they had these two kings trying to stop them with everything that they had. And all three were eliminated. And he's saying, actually, you're going to cross one more body of water, which would be a miracle. And when you cross that body of water, there'll be some more people who don't want you to be there. And they're not going to stop you because I'm with them. There's a couple thoughts that come to mind when I read this. One, um, would you watch a game when you knew who was going to win? Not likely. I will try and try and try and try not to hear about a score when I have a church meeting. I was like, please, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. turn off the phone, turn off the phone alerts, don't talk to anybody, especially the people that are likely to tell me that score. And then I'll run into some person that it's not random in my life, but it's completely random that they know that score. Why on earth would you know that? They know I'm a sports fan. They say, hey, did you see what happened? Nope. No, I didn't. But now I'm not going to watch it. And there's something that we like when we don't know exactly what's going to happen, whatever it may be. That's one thing I think of when I see it. He says, don't even worry about it. You're going to win every single battle that you come across. But there's something else that occurs to me in now 16 years of ministry, especially the topic that we're talking about today, if you can part the water, and if you can crush a king, and if you can defeat an army, and if you can clear the way, why can't my friend get better? This is a question very commonly asked by human beings. Why, why can't my mom get better? Why can't my neighbor get better? Why can't my son get better if you can do that stuff? Let's look at verse 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land of the Lord, swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. So here's the phrase from that. Be strong and courageous. Why do you think Moses has to say to the people, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged? These are the number one things that are going to occur to them. Wait, you're leaving? Wait, we're crossing another body of water. Wait, we're going to another new land? 
wait, there's people there who don't want us to be there just like the last place we were and the place before that. We've got every reason to be discouraged and we've got every reason to be afraid. He says, don't be. Because I'm going to be with you. So like I said, you helped us cross water, you helped us beat intimidating leaders, you helped us defeat armies, and you helped us get to this place. Why can't you cure my friend today? Well, there's two points in the text. One, there's nothing about being immortal in the text, is there? In fact, there's two things that indicate that we are not. One, he says, I promised it to your ancestors. The original promise back then, and those people aren't currently here. You are. And two, I, Moses, am not going to be able to serve you. So the people being led are changing due to the mortality of human beings. And the people leading are changing due to the mortality of human beings. But what's not changing? The constants are you're going to have conflict. I'm going to keep a promise with you. And I'm going to be present with you. If you just stuck with those two, you think, well, but also, what was the average lifespan of that time? Did you say 28? Over under 28 of the average lifespan of the human being of that time. How old was Moses? Moses dropped 120 on us. He put 120 on the scoreboard. So while there are people who struggle with health very early or in the middle of their life, there are others who do not. So ask why. Is it because they're more faithful? I seriously doubt it. Is it because they're more treasured by God? I don't believe so. Is it because God's wonderful creation, which is so powerful, is entirely delicate? In my opinion, yes. And do we push the boundaries of that delicate creation to their absolute limits and beyond their limits? Without question. So what are we supposed to do with a God who's going to be there with events that are going to happen and illnesses that are coming for us? This is what I loved about the Relay for Life website. And Harriet touched on it. The Relay for Life website said we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate people who have pushed through and defeated this disease. And we're going to celebrate them in a big way because we know that it took a great deal of effort on the part of their families, on the part of their medical staff, on the part of their fight to get through it. Another thing we're going to do is remember. We're going to remember our loved ones who gave it everything they had, family members who gave it everything they had. And medical staff, can you imagine how much medical staff give in order to help us get as far as we possibly can. We're going to remember those people. And the phrase that I love on the website is, we're going to fight. It says, because you've had enough. You, cancer, have done enough. 
and we're going to push back. We're going to fight back. And so in the face of something that is coming after our delicate creation, that group wants to do three entirely critical things. And I'm grateful for that. They want to celebrate, and we should celebrate, those times when our loved ones have had more time. They want to remember those people who gave everything and could not stay. And they want to fight for future people because they know that it matters. And why would we do that? We would do it in the name of God who created us all, who goes with us all, who loves us all, and provides opportunities for us both now and in the future. We do so in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we're grateful when you hear our anger at the sickness or loss of our loved ones. We're grateful when you hear our sadness we're grateful for the faithful people who have surrounded us and we're grateful for the opportunity to surround others. Help us, Lord, in the opportunity of that special weekend to celebrate, remember, and fight back, but also every week throughout the year in your name. Help us to celebrate. Help us to remember and help us to fight back. Amen. Please stand and join me in our modern affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. It's now time for our offering, for our tithes and other offerings.
of the Holy Spirit go with you wherever you may go. Amen. Please leave your chairs because we're having a service in here after. Thank you. Everybody have a good week.